What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gullett, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today, we have the one and only Jackie Rowe. She was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. She's an Ohio University alum where she studied journalism and sport administration. She's currently the CEO of Game Day Communications and adjunct professor at the best school ever, Xavier University. Jackie, how are you doing today? Hi, great to be on the show. I'm glad you hopped on. I'm super excited to hear your story. Uh, speaking of your story, let's just get right into it. What is your story? Who well, is first, Jackie Rowe? I say how proud I am of you. Um, you were one of my favorite students at Xavier University, and uh, it's so great to see your continued success. So thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what is your story? Who is Jackie Rowe? Oh, that's that's a good question. I was raised in Toledo, Ohio, and by a single mother. And, um, you know, for me, everything was education. It was my mom instilled that in me early and, um, you know, worked two, three jobs to send me to the best schools in Toledo, I think. I went to Toledo Central Catholic, uh, where I had an amazing education, which then led me to Ohio University to study journalism, public relations. And that's probably really where uh, it took off for me, uh, Ohio University, where I met my best friends. Um, I really uh, understood what I wanted to do as a career in public relations. You know, I never changed my major. You know, a lot of people change their major and kind of figure it out. I was steady Eddie in the public relations program, which I think helped me. Uh, I worked several jobs on campus very uh, involved in um, the Greek community as well. That's crazy because I changed my major four times in undergrad. <laughs> and to hear when someone says like, I never changed, I'm like, how? How did you just, how did you just know? How did you know like that's what you yeah. wanted to do? I, I played basketball. I played, and by playing basketball, I meant I held down the bench. I played on a really good basketball team. <laughs> in Toledo Central Catholic. We went to um, the state championship. My uh, junior year. And, uh, we're always in the regionals. We were, you know, on the USA today list that year. Um, so really good team. So what I would do is I would create the PA announcements that, and I would just get clever and creative using, uh, different songs and music tracks to promote our home games. And we were, like I said, our team was really good. And so we were, you know, uh, right there with the boys attendance, boys basketball attendance, you know, and of course we would play on Monday nights, Wednesdays type of thing. So that was really where I got a taste of, Hey, if you tell people that you got a game going on, they might show up. And then I really think that helped us uh, with success because we had such a loyal fan base and, you know, it just really gave a new environment, a new enthusiasm to the gym. Super interesting. and super exciting. Cause like when I think back to my high school, like, we had like the one of the biggest gyms in Northern Kentucky, but like we could have easily promoted games a lot better, but it's not really like a thing in high school sports. That's, and you, you've got to tell people, right? You've got to let people know, you've got to create that excitement. And of course, winning helps. So we, we had all that going for us. Hey, 
Did you guys win state? We did not. We lost to Upper Arlington. I think about it all the time. <laughs> uh, was it the finals? It was the finals. Ah, uh, dang. Uh, the finals. I know. And here we are in March Madness. And I love basketball. This is my favorite time of the year. And uh, I'm hoping for an exciting run. It's going to be interesting this year because, like, you don't have Duke. You don't have Kentucky. Yeah. I don't even – did North Carolina make it? They did. Um, you've got um, Ohio University. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But no, I think it's going to be a really interesting tournament. It's the most unique ever, right? Right. So we'll, we'll see. I think I'm really excited to see how Indianapolis handles it. It's a great city. They know how to handle major sporting events. So uh, I look forward to, to seeing that as well. So now that we have a little bit of an idea of who you are, um, what made you decide to go into sport administration? Yeah, so I, like I said, I've played sports my whole life, um, and I studied journalism, and while I was there on campus, you know, you don't know what you don't know, I didn't even realize that the the best sports administration program in the world was at Ohio University, so it took me 20 years later, and I got my master's in uh, sports administration, and I did it all online. I was in their first online master's program. So it's like an MBA wrapped around sports. So you're studying, you know, everything from leadership to HR to finance, law, marketing. Um, and so I did that um, 18 months door to door. And uh, really, it changed my outlook on a lot of things. Uh, first of all, I had an amazing cohort of classmates and new colleagues and friends from around the country. So it's, you know, it's a terrific uh, new set of professionals and network that I have. And then I really just kept in touch with the program and they do an amazing job of bringing speakers to campus or virtual. And so there's just a, there's a tremendous amount of professional development that you can, you know, stay on top of your game if you want to, which I do. <laughs> Definitely makes sense. Uh, one thing that kind of stands out to me is kind of like that networking aspect you're talking about. Um, I always tell people when I'm on this podcast, because everyone talks about it, is networks. Mm -hmm. Make those connections. It's um, crucial. It is. And like, it's something that like, it needs to be taught at an earlier age. Like, if I would have known that in high school, I feel like it would have made things a lot more different. But like, when you only find out about it in college, it... It's an eye opener. So if you're not in college yet and you're in high school and you're listening, make connections. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would totally agree with that, Austin. The, um, in my Xavier class, I have, it's a graduate level class. And so I have them do a personal and professional development plan. And it's really the first time you probably will ever do a SWOT analysis on yourself. Uh, you know, what is your dream job? Who has it now? Thank you, LinkedIn. We can find that out immediately. And just how are you going to get there? You know, do you need to have a certificate in something else? Do you need to attend these trade shows, um, these professional meetings? You know, how are you going to get to the dream job you want? And it's a very calculated journey based on information, research, and networking. And so, you know, I even have the students do a budget on their first year out of school. It, you know, mom and dad's checkbook is not involved in this budget. This is you paying your insurance. This is you paying the car payment, the gas. And so I think it's, you're right. It's, it's very refreshing for people to start and think about 
you know, just that, that networking, um, um, you know, island, that networking opportunity that you have. So you're not stuck on an island. You really got people supporting you and really wanting to help you succeed in your career. I remember that project. <laughs> I <laughs> it's had one of to my do favorite. <laughs> I love reading. Them too. It's one of my favorite things too. Great. Cause it was very interesting because it's very hard to really just sit back and think like, okay, what do I want to do? <laughs> you never take time to do it. We never, none of us do. No. So this really gives you the opportunity to sit down and just, you know, put pen to paper and say, Hey, here's where I'm going to go. And here's where I'm going to be the next three years potentially. Yeah. So my next, is, my next question for you is kind of the biggest one of this whole episode. Um, so what is it that inspires you? But more importantly, what ignites your why? Oh, my. Um, you know, people always say, you know, find out what your passion is and try to uh, find out how to make money. So, you know, I was I was raised by a single mother, as I mentioned. She worked many jobs. And so I started working early, too. I had um, a grass cutting business when I was in sixth grade. And um, all the little old ladies on Eleanor Avenue, I mowed their grass. And um you know, five bucks a grass, <laughs> a cutting job. And I had six clients. So I was making 30 bucks a week, which was not so bad back then. Um, and then, you know, I went on to, to college and my dad worked at General Motors in Toledo and they had a college program where you could work in the factory for 89 straight days, not 90 because you'd be eligible for the union. So we were all able to work 89 days and make really good money back then. So in um, two summers, in 89 days, I paid for my, two, my first two years of college. So, you know, I, I would say work ethic is, um, is one of my strengths. And um, I think for me, if I'm going to be working all these hours, I want to do something fun. I want to do something that is exciting. And so that's why Betsy and I formed Game Day to really focus on sports entertainment, events, and, you know, helping companies with communications opportunities in, in really creative and innovative ways. That's super exciting. Like, I love how, like, you do something that you love, and I feel like that's something that everyone needs to try to find to do. Um, it makes work so much better. I always say, you know, what is that thing where you're going to jump out of bed on a Saturday at 7 a.m., whatever it is, you know, find out how to get paid doing it. And for me, you know, that's, you know, of course all pre-COVID, but I would probably be doing live shots where I'm up at 3.30 a.m. to meet media at 4.15, 4.30, um, you know, at the Linder Family Tennis Center, the Flying Pig finish line. Uh, and I love that. I love that part of the job uh, of just connecting people and, and helping people share um, their information, their event, whatever it has. So I love making those connections on behalf of like-minded people. That's crazy. I could not imagine waking up at 3.30 for work. <laughs> but <laughs> like, you, like you said, like if you love it, like you will just get up and do it because that's what you enjoy doing. Uh, so yeah. you're a woman and you work in sports. Um, so can you touch on that? Like how has the sport industry evolved over time for women? That's a good question. I think, um, I think it's, it's, getting there. Um, you know, it's very competitive. So, you know, male, the gender male, female set aside, you've got to, you've got to bring your A game because if you don't, 
there's 30 people behind you waiting to get your job. Probably 300 people behind you getting, waiting to get your job. Um, so I think you've just got to be really good at what you do. You've got to really understand the industry, the sport. Um, you know, I always say to my students, you know, if you've got that job where, um, you know, you want to work in baseball and you're going over to Great American Ballpark and you're going to interview for uh, whatever internship that you're interested in. And, you know, you better bring your homework because, you know, they're really smart over there and they're really good business people. So you better know the industry. You better know what's happening in baseball with trends. You better know where the reds stack up in that trend category. So, you know, you've done your homework by reading Sports Business Journal, by reading MLB.com, ESPN.com. And, you know, when you get in the elevator with an executive from the Reds, you know, do we want to talk about the weather or do we want to talk about, hey, how are we going to increase attendance by 3.4% next year? You know, that's those are the questions that I really try to help students understand and, and research and um, use in, in getting ahead. I love when like you just spit knowledge about sports because I just like eat it up and I'm just like, <laughs> I love it. She has so much knowledge about the sport industry. And like, if you guys are interested in working in the sport industry, I definitely advise you to reach out to Jackie and have that conversation because I am always happy to have an informational uh, meeting. You know, of course, they're virtual these days. But, um, you know, I had great mentors and somebody took a chance on me early on. You know, Audrey Christie in Venice, Florida, did not have to pick up the phone and take my call that day. And I ended up um, interning at her PR firm for two summers and a, a winter break um, down in Florida where my grandparents had lived. I would love to just have a job in Florida right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> these days, huh? Because this weather in Ohio, like, man, it was yeah. like, we have like 12 different seasons. We have winter, fake spring, <laughs> then we right. go back to winter. It's true. So we've mentioned how like we've everything's virtual now. So 2020 was a crazy year for everyone because a pandemic hit us by storm that none of us had to live through. So with everything going on, like how did you take care of yourself? Hmm, good question. You know, first I wanted to make sure that our staff was taken care of. So I remember sitting around our conference room, I think it was March 11th last year. And I said, okay, well, this, this is interesting. PNG has said for everyone to go work from home. Hmm. And you know, when PNG does something that radical, you, there's something going on because they're very smart people over there and, you know, have operations around the world. And so I said, you know, take your laptops and take some supplies and, you know, let's, let's see how this goes for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> we, yeah. We just, you know, the, the term of 2020 pivoted and we really did. I'm so proud of our team. We just, you know, we buckled down and we created rapid response teams. So, you know, we have clients in, you know, really four or five different states, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and, and governor mandates were coming up differently every day. And so, you know, we would, we would kind of divide and conquer, you know, I had Ohio, so I was watching Governor DeWine every day. You know, somebody else had Governor Bashir, you know, Governor Holcomb, um, Governor Whitmer. So we were just listening in on these and, okay, what, how does this affect any of our clients? So I was very proud of our team for, for just sticking to that ritual, new ritual. And then we just really tried to help clients communicate, whether they were closing restaurant in dining, whether 
events were being canceled. I can't tell you how many releases we sent out saying, well, this event is canceled or postponed to 2021. Now we're postponing to 2022. And um, we call Rich on our team, who's our media relations um, director, the Grim Reaper, because <laughs> every press release he sends out, it seems like, well, we're moving to 2021. Um, but, you know, we really tried to get creative and innovative, whether it was virtual events, whether it was um, content that people wanted just to be connected, you know, just to see each other's face and call felt reassuring. Um, so business-wise, I was really happy with um, what our team did. And then I also, you know, took the opportunity to just buckle down and learn some new things. And for me, it was... Um, Esports has always been an interest, as you know, of mine and kind of putting a business lens over it. So last April, we started Game Day Esports, and it's a consultancy where we help companies and organizations get into esports, um, whether it's, you know, endorsements, whether it's competition, online competition now. Um, it's just connecting the, the gaming world with potentially the corporate world, nonprofit organizations, that type of thing. So that's been going well. Um, we've also really dipped our toe into legalized sports gambling. And I received my master's certificate in legalized sports gambling from Ohio University uh, at the end of last year. And so that was a really interesting program of just where um, states are and where they are not in terms of legalizing uh, that billion dollar industry. And then we've also been working on the World Cup 2026 bid for Cincinnati. And as you know, we're one of 17 cities still on the short list to host World Cup 2026. So uh, we've, we've had a few side projects that we started and, you know, haven't been sitting around twiddling our thumbs at all. That's, I really hope we get the World Cup. Oh, I do too. That would be, uh, I just can't even imagine because like I'm still working for FC Cincinnati at that time, just like being probably involved in some capacity would be super interesting, but it's, I, I, that will be, uh, everyone in the community will be involved <laughs> because <yeah. laughs> that's, you know, hosting the world's largest sporting event would be such an honor. And I really feel confident in our bid. We have the right people at the table. It's such a, an amazing collaborative, um, bid that we've put together and, uh, you know, more to come. We're, we're working really hard on it crazy that that's coming up it seems like it's so far away but yeah like when you think about it it's like okay like that's actually like right around the corner in a sense yeah and that's you know <laughs> I think that's I always try to find the silver lining of the pandemic because if I didn't you know just be depressed all day but uh you know I think the pandemic has has taught us that we can we can pivot more quickly than we thought we could you know, things that have taken years to plan all of a sudden are taking months maybe weeks to plan and, and pivot. Um, you know, Zoom, I didn't even know what Zoom was last February, right? Now I live my life on it. And <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's just brought out the uh, innovation and creativity in all of us. And I don't think it's it's a bad thing. I think, you know, we've, we've all kind of learned new things. We've all adapted properly. And so now it's, you know, what does the new normal look like? That's kind of what I'm really interested in. I cannot wait until we have a new normal until where we don't have to wear face mask anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. get tiring wearing a face mask eight hours a day. <laughs> it does. It does. But we got to be safe and you know, right. protect each other. So that's important. 
Well, I just wanted to thank you uh, for hopping on and just like talking and spitting some amazing knowledge to a ton of people. Um, if people want to continue having a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? I would say LinkedIn. So it's it's Jackie Rowe, uh, J-A-C-K-I-E-R-E-A-U. I'd love to link in with folks and, and start a new conversation. I'm going to put all of Jackie's information in the description below. If you guys reach out to Jackie, please make sure to leave a note on how you found her. Uh, mention this podcast. Uh, that way she knows who you are and where you found her. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your life.